This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Now, we've been talking about being present, being productive, being there for people in your relationship and in your life. Now, today, I've got an author with me and a, and a coach who wrote a book called Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. So that goes right along with the, the theme that I've had for the last few weeks. So I'd like to welcome Ryan Stanley. Ryan, it's great to have you with me today. Nikki, it is great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it all week long. Well, great. It's it's great to have you with me today. And and, yeah. and you're joining me from the, the great state of New Jersey. See, we, we just finished up the show with, with a New Jersey guy, and, and I've got another yeah. one with me right now. This is great. Super theme for the week. We'll take it. Got to represent the Northeast. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. No, I mean, I'm, I'm 45 minutes from New York. I'm 45 minutes from Philadelphia. I'm, I'm about an hour from the beach. I can go into Pennsylvania, do some skiing in the winter. That's uh, a great place to be. Not as great as your show, but just in general, New Jersey is a great place to be. Hey, man, you're closer to the beach than I am. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm close. I'm far enough from the beach during hurricane season, though. And, you know, we're, yes, we're exactly. right, you're, right you're, in it. So... That's okay. I'm, I'm Yeah, I can I can be at the beach in three hours, and I can be at, in Hatteras in five. So I'm good. Yeah, uh, that's this is cool. <laughs> it, it works. Got to figure it out. It certainly does. Like I said, I'm far enough away when when the hurricanes hit. So this is this is good, and I'm and I'm in the mountains. So this works too. <laughs> so love it. So let me tell y'all, Ryan is a lifelong entrepreneur who is known for his impressively natural ability to connect with, understand, and empower those who are willing to make significant changes in their personal and professional lives so they can end up being the best versions of themselves. Since graduating from the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching in 2009, he's changed the lives of hundreds of clients from all walks of life. He's worked with them on everything from daily professional growth to how they want to show up energetically in other more personal areas of their life. And in July of last year, he published his first book titled Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful, a first aid kit for the emotional bumps, scrapes, and bruises of life. You know, I've, I've written a whole lot of books, and I've read, I, I so lost count of how many I've read at this point, yeah. but I, I really, really like that the whole idea of a first aid kit. And I was looking over the book before we got on here. Yeah. And that is one of the most unique and I and I kind of pride myself on unique layouts for books because I, I lay up books for myself and for clients. I yeah. really, really like the layout for your book. Because Thank it's you it's so much. Really, really unique. I, I was looking at that and I'm like, this is just so 
unusual. And unusual is a humongous compliment for me. You don't know me yet, but unusual and unique are big compliments when I say that. I, but I will it, take that, and, and that is, was my intention when creating it. So even <laughs> just to have both of those things reflected back means a lot. So thank you very much for, for making the time to say that. But I, I, just, I really like that. Because like I said, it just, it's, because I, I just, I, I read books and they have just the same old boring layout. It's like, oh, come on, people. You know, you should mix it up a little bit. Yes, <laughs> seriously. You know, show, show some imagination. But it was just, it's so great the way you did that. I just, I yeah, love thank it. Thank you so much. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, you, my, you, you almost have to read this just to, just to enjoy the layout of this thing. You know, and I, I got to well, tell you. I think I think my favorite saying and, and that you used was because uh, you know you need patience. But how many times have you seen somebody that's acting patient? They're acting like they have patience, but but they really don't. So I love your one where you say patience is not simply the ability to wait, but it's how we behave while we're waiting. Oh my God, I love that. That is so yeah. perfect. <laughs> Well, so much truth. In fact, as a coach, and you might know this as well, even even in a relationship building sense, you know, we sometimes I'll mention to people, no, you know, the, the importance of patience, and they'll just say, well, Ryan, well, I don't want to just sit around and do nothing. And I said, well, I, I didn't say anything about doing nothing at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Patience right. is knowing that that it's going to turn out the way it's supposed to when it's supposed to, and your job in the meantime is to show up on purpose and do everything that you can in your ability with joy and with love and gratitude to make it, that outcome occur. Right. Well, and it can, and it can be one of the most powerful tools there are out there. Being being patient doesn't mean that you sit there and drive the person insane in the meantime. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's not the essence of being patient. It's just not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I just I I looked at that and and for some reason my brother's face popped into my head. But but that's a long story. <laughs> 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 yeah, and you know, in the sense of the book, I mean, I intentionally wrote it that way. So again, to, to hear you say those words is, is such a blessing. So I mean, I, I've been, you know, as you mentioned, and thank you for the lovely introduction, I, I've been a certified professional coach since 2009. So in over 10 years of coaching, uh, I, you know, I've seen these common themes of patience and presence and self-awareness and joy that I, and I don't want to belittle them as, you know, oh, it's no big deal. I mean, it's certainly, they're, I say they're basic in the sense that there's things that we can all access easily. But I, to your point, like there's so many books that I've read and they're like three, 400 pages long and, you know, they're going to spend 120 pages telling you what they're going to tell you. They spend another right. 100 plus pages telling you what they're telling you and then a third 100 plus pages telling you what they told you. Right. And right. I am not an awesome reader, right? I, I love books. I think there's some tremendous value out there and some amazing books that will absolutely change your life. I just usually am not the one who's able, going to be able to finish them. So I wanted something that I could pick up and read. Like if I'm having a tough day, today's my overwhelm, today I'm feeling stressed for various reasons, whatever it could be, I want something that I could pick up and read in 35 minutes and gain some concepts, gain some immediate steps that I can just step into and walk away with, right, and, and know a different way to consider how I'm showing up in life on, on a daily basis. So that's A. But then B, to your point, it was constructed very specifically to be a first aid kit. So right. even whether you've read the whole thing or not, at any given point, you can open it to any page and find something that will serve you. There are right. highlighted uh, quotes. There are highlighted texts. There are illustrations. There are just small passages. 
on every page. There's what I call band-aids at the end of each chapter, which are just different things that you can grasp. Um, and so that was the intention. Just, it, and, and it's also physically very small. You can carry it in your pocket. You can carry it you know, in your glove compartment. You can put it in your purse for the ladies out there. It's something that you can always carry on you. And if you're having a stressful moment, just to say, okay, life, what do you have for me today? I could use a glimpse of some, some love. Like, you know, what, what, what do you have? And to open it up and find something. And that was the intention behind the, 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 the unique setup that, that you pointed out. So thank you for, for pointing that out. Right. Yeah, it's all the Band-Aids. That's cute. I like that too. Yeah, thank you. Well, and then, and then the, the the back the back half of the book is called CPR, right? And it's not so, much, it. so the first half of the book, yeah, the, the first half of the book is really telling you, you know, giving you very specific steps and, and patience and presence, joy and, and self awareness. But then the second half of the book is CPR, and that's really like, hey, I just need, I'm kind of having an emergency. Give me something. And, and there are different uh, blurbs kind of taken from my Instagram page and other areas of my life where you can just read something quickly and, and ideally, you know, take something away that'll make you feel better. Well, and and they're actually in red too, aren't aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so kind of going with, with the theme, the, the theme of a first aid kit. Right, right, right. Well, like I said, it, it's funny. I I don't think I paid as much attention to book layout until I started doing book layout. You know, and yeah. then it it's just like now I pay a whole lot of attention to that. You know, and it's like, you know, there's so many options of what you can do. Well, neither even my senior year in high school, I was annual editor. And, and I started learning all the options you have. And I'm like, why don't people do all these cool things? You know, why do yeah. they go with the boring stuff? You know, so yeah. and then when, when I started writing and, and started having the options and working with the editors and the layout people, I was like, this is so great. You know, so. Well, and even just knowing that there are options, right? Especially, especially yeah. I, you know, people who are authors are creative in standpoint. So it's an opportunity to add more creativity to your, your project, to your creation. Exactly. Um, exactly more fun shake it up my goodness people yeah i agree <laughs> yeah, definitely come on, guys get it together <laughs> exactly come on let, let people really enjoy the experience my gracious yeah. but all right well i, I wasn't going to get into all the book stuff right away but i you know i just i never have i never know what i'm going to do when i do this so i like to oh, go about that's why we're here <laughs> I'm a big fan of improvisation in general. I think life is an adventure, and uh, the more we Definitely. can just be present now and enjoy the journey, the, that, that's what it's all about. So you are you are right on on point. I love it. Happy to be here. There you go. Well, I, I, I tell people I said when you when you're a guest on my show, we're just going to have a casual conversation and warning. You never know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> so, so tell me those ahead of time. Favorite, what I'm so yeah, those are my favorite types of conversations. I'm in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know the listeners never know what to expect. So right. that's why they keep coming back. Hey, there you go. All right. So now judgment. I I have a big issue with people that are judgmental. So sure. but but I love curiosity. I I, yeah. <laughs> I I am a very very curious person. I actually had to talk with my my 17-year-old neighbor about that yesterday. Um, Yeah. And so tell me how you would describe the difference between judgment and curiosity. I think there's a huge difference. How would you, you, since we've just met, I I think this will give me an insight into you. How would you describe the difference between that? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's one of the most important things that are out there because when you, so, so really I should dial it back. 
I feel like they're really, while there are major and important differences between the two, they're also both sides of the same coin. Right? Okay. Because really, you are recognizing something as different or something uh, that is different from what your way of being. And so typically, many of us um, are raised by our parents in a certain town and in a certain culture, often with maybe a, a certain religion background and a lot of the time we are raised with certain people who are in very similar spaces and we tend to gather around with other people who are like that as well. And so we get used to a way of being that we consider normal or in some cases right or the, the best way to be because that's the way we've seen it and it's a perspective. Um, and so as soon as we see somebody who is different, we judge them. We judge them in comparison based on our life. And so we see Ooh. them as different and suddenly we're judging it as good or bad. Well, what we're used to is, is our normal. So Correct. We, we just are kind of raised to think that's the normal, not our normal, but the normal. Right. What do you think? And okay. Yeah, of course we do. Right? And, and the other thing is, is everybody is that way in some capacity, right? And so right. When right. We, then we take that and we, so it's, it's funny though, I will just point out, and I'm pointing this out with love, Nikki, is that. You know, you said at the, at the top of this conversation, like, I have a real issue with people who are judgmental. And in that sense, you are actually judging course, people who are judgmental. judgmental. Right. <laughs> right? All right. All so, right. <laughs> right? So, so it's important to recognize that we all do it. That, that's my whole point. Like, and so it's, it's, not, it's, it's part of being human. But when we start recognizing that we're doing that on a regular basis, and then the, the opposite or the, the other side of the coin is, is curiosity, right? So if you can instead say, um, you know, so I'll dial it back in and just say, listen, we are all exactly who we should be for every single second of life that we lived up until this moment. And to your point, that's our normal. That's what we believe the normal is. And when we see somebody as different, we, we, we judge them against ourselves. But if we were to ask ourselves, who would I be if I were born to their parents in their town at the moment they were born and lived every single second of life that they've lived and had every experience, good, bad, ugly, in response to those experiences, I would be showing up exactly as they are in this moment. Exactly. And when we, so when we start to, instead of judging them for being who they are and who they should be based on every single second of their life, and instead get curious as to what that life may have been like, which have led them to be this way, we open up possibility. And we open up empathy. And we open up understanding to connect with, uh, not only connect with, but possibly empower others and learn more about ourselves. Yes, Because when you can find that empathy, yeah, you combine that empathy and curiosity, you start to meet people with that. And when you, when you judge somebody, you put them in a box, whether you know it or not. You're, they're immediately good and they're immediately bad, one or the other, right. Right? In, in some capacity compared to yourself. But when you're, and so that's it. That's the box there. Well, they're this way. But when you're curious, it's opening like, well, they, they, they appear this way to me, but I wonder what else. And right. I wonder why. And when you get to wonder why, it leads to other things, right? other, other aspects of curiosity. And it can go on and on. You can always ask more questions from there. So when we genuinely start to utilize curiosity, especially in a relationship, you know, I know your show is about love. And so, so, many, so often, two things. One, in, in important relationships, we will find ourselves judging our partner um, based on behavior that, that might not serve us and based on our life experience. And, so, and it doesn't mean that, that decisions or um, actions shouldn't have consequences, right? I'm not saying that all behavior is acceptable. I am saying that there's a reason for it in some capacity. Right. And so when we start to be more curious as to why people behave the way they do and, 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 and intend to meet them where they're at, at least to just see what that's about, it makes us more present 
and it gives us more of an opportunity to enjoy the flow of life. And then I think most importantly, not only when we're judging others, but judging ourselves. How often do we say, I should be farther along in my career, I should be in a better relationship, I should be losing more weight, I should have a better car, I should, what are all these different things? We're, we're constantly judging ourselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, when instead, a, a really simple trick for your listeners out there is to recognize the difference between should and could. And right. Should is judging, could is curiosity. Right. So I should lose, I like I should lose weight. Well, then you're, you're, you're labeling yourself as someone who's bad and not good enough because they haven't lost weight. But when you say, I could lose weight, it opens up opportunity for you to do something different. And then you can follow that question. Well, if I could, then what could I do about that? What, what is the first step in doing that? And just the overall energy, even when you say it, feels different, right, compared to, yep. well, you should be doing this. Well, you could be doing this. So like judgment, versus curi- yeah, judgment versus curiosity is so important. When we really start to recognize our opportunities to be more curious in everything in life, it really opens us up to a feeling of freedom and connectivity and, and um, opportunity, and from my experience. Oh, yeah, I like that. All right. That, that went all kinds of cool directions I didn't imagine. But, yeah, awesome question. Yeah. Boy, I'm a, I might use that question with other people. <laughs> Well, it's huge, right? I mean, how often do you yeah. find yourself judging yourself or others? Or even group judgment, right? All of a sudden, you're, you're like four or five people and you're judging one other person. And you're sitting there and you're all creating, we all, we all create like we're judging and we're putting somebody in a box based on their life. And when instead we right. can say, be more empathetic and curious as to how they got to be there. Um, and then we can even compare themselves to our normal in some capacity. Well, I guess it would make sense if I was that way, I might be feeling this way or I might do it differently. Um, and really, in the grand scheme of things, that, that sense of not keeping people in a box and not judging them uh, and instead being more curious and empathetic is a different form of love. Definitely. Well, and that's the thing. No matter how well we know somebody, we haven't lived their life. You know, there's, there's even, even, I mean, just like my immediate family, there are things that even when we lived in the same house, they have no idea about certain things that happened in my life and how they impacted me. And even things yeah. that they did me, they have no clue how they impacted me and the effect it has had on me throughout my life. You know, yeah. so, you know, you, you just do not know that person's life experience even when you lived with them. You just don't. And you never will. I mean, we each have sixty yeah. to seventy thousand thoughts a day. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so there's no so way. Meanwhile, we're having our own sixty to seven thousand, sixty to seventy thousand thoughts. How can we possibly know what someone else's sixty to seven thousand thoughts are? And that's just one day. There's three hundred sixty-five yeah. those in a year. You know, you add exactly. anywhere from one to a hundred years to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, exactly. it's a lot of thoughts, and it's a lot of time being your own unique experience. Sure enough. All right. So <laughs> back back to talking about patience. Since that you yeah. did, I'm, I believe if I remember the title, patience is the first thing you said, right? Now, it is, is, is there a reason that you put patience first? Why, why is patience so important? Yeah, there is. And thank you for asking. So a couple of different reasons. Um, first of all, I think it's something that everybody can understand in some concept, whether you're patient or not, you, you know, or at least you believe you know 
what it is, what patience is, whether you want to have it, whether you feel like you have it or not, you, you know what it is. I think we know when other people don't have it. We may not notice our own, but we do know when other people don't have it, don't we? Yeah, that, to say the least. And that's when, we, that's when we know whether we have our own or not, right? Because if they don't have it, it's up to us to be patient with them. True. Um, but, but with that comes, right, so everybody knows what patience is. When you get to presence, um, you know, there's a lot of people, oh, is that woo-woo? I don't know. How do I be present? Is this, are you talking about meditation? Are you talking about yoga or these different things? Um, <laughs> they they kind of have, I'm not sh- as sure about it. And to be joyful, right, so that, that's number three. Um, that's often going to be a result of being patient and present. And so that's why that one is in particular on the end. But patience, you know, to our point earlier, it is a skill. It is a practice. It is a muscle that you build up. But when you start to really step into it, that there, there is only now. And the reason it's first is because people can say, okay, more often than not, when people are stressed or overwhelmed or feeling anxiety, it has to do with either time or it not, there not being enough time. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm late for something. I'm sitting in traffic. Oh, I'm just stressed. I'm angry. Uh, I wanted to have, you know, another example might be, again, I wanted my career to be farther along by now. Or I wanted to be in a different relationship by now. Right? There, there's some sort of reliance on time and you think there's not enough of it. And so when you start to recognize that all of that is patience and you're worried about the future. And instead you can say, so and real quick, I'll dial it back and say, you know, the first chapter is called Be Patient, but there is a prologue to the book. And this will dial right into patience in a moment. But the, the prologue talks about the concept that we are all creators. And we are all creating in every given moment. Right now, you and I are creating an awesome episode of your show. We create art. We create music. We create laughter. We create conversation. If you were to put a bunch of words on a piece of paper and put a period at the end, you're creating a sentence. Uh, if you were to get two pieces of bread and put peanut butter on one side and jelly on the other, you are creating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I know this sounds obvious, but I really want people to think about how often they are creating. Even when you're sleeping, you are creating a human being who is sleeping, right? So we're always creating something just by being. And at any given point, we also often create anxiety or we create anger or we create frustration. And it doesn't mean it's not valid that those things are coming up based on our life experience but it is important for us to recognize that we are creating them from within. And so knowing that you're creating this anger, frustration, anxiety based on your thoughts, then we go into chapter one, which is be patient. So if at any point you recognize, hey, I'm, I'm worried about the future, I'm worried about not being someplace on time, whether that be you know, in a career-wise or even physically just being late for something or whatever it is, and you can say to yourself, you know, how could I create a patient person? Like genuinely, again, going back to curiosity, right? So now I'm judging this experience as bad if I'm being impatient. But if I'm being curious, how could I create a patient person right now? How does, you know, how would a patient person behave? What does patience feel like? And even just by being curious as to those questions, you actually do create patience, ironically. And once you start to understand that and feel that you are creating patience, then you go, okay, so I'm not worried about the future anymore. I am here now. So now is a great time to, to, to be present. Right? So that's why chapter two goes into, into be, peasant, be present. What does a present person feel like? What does presence feel like? How could I create a person who is present? And in that sense, okay, so I'm, I'm no longer waiting. I think so now I'm patient. Right? I know everything is going to unfold as it's supposed to. My job is just to show up on purpose and be here now. And so now is all there really is. When we look at the past that is just previous nows that typically we're actually not remembering accurately anyway, 
And the future is just future now that we're assuming are going to be one way based on our past experience. But the truth is there's literally only now. So when you're feeling stressed, you're feeling overwhelmed, take an opportunity to be here now to recognize what all five of your senses are doing. What, does, exactly. what do I smell? What do I see? What do I hear? What, can I feel air against my face? What is it like right now? Because when it, when it comes down to it, Nikki, every single moment is a gift. Every now is a gift. When you wake yes. up in the morning, there is gravity. There is sunlight. There is oxygen just so that you can exist. And when you recognize the magnitude of that, this is why I'm here, or this, I have the ability to be here and do whatever I want with it. Be here now. Am I celebrating this moment? Am I grateful for life itself? Am I stepping into the moment to be the best version of myself as often as possible? And exactly. that's what the now can, can possibly be about. Exactly. And then, of course, it, and then, of course, it goes into Chapter 3, which is be joyful. So if you're not waiting anything anymore, you're here now anyway, how would you rather be feeling? How about some exactly. joy? You know what I mean? I'd rather be happy. I'd rather be in love with life. I'd rather realize the gift of the moment and create some joy. You know, pet an animal. Think about someone you love unconditionally. Send a text to somebody who you really love and just that's all you have to say. Hey, just want you to know that I appreciate you as a human being. Thank you for the exactly. life that you brought into my life. And all of that is love and all of that is giving and all of that is being joyful. You know, even even if you just... Wake up in the morning and think of something happy instead of thinking about something to complain about. You know, oh. and I, I mean, I, I even, I mean, I, I used to wake up with a migraine five days out of seven. And I, I mean, I, I, I tell people, I said, okay, I'm thankful to wake up even on the days I have a migraine. And I, I wake yeah. up in like agony, but I'm still thrilled yeah. that I woke up, you know, yep. and, and I, I don't focus on the fact that I'm in pain. I'm just like, I'm thankful I woke up because I'm alive. You know, and that was even before I had a whole lot of health issues and, and that kind of thing. I said, you know, but, you know, it, it, it could have gone the other way. You know, I could have not woke up, you know. So, right. <laughs> you know, and, that, and then I had like for, for like 10 years straight, I lost somebody very, very close to me each year. You know, which, yeah. I mean, that, that changes your perspective, too. And then a lot of health issues and, and almost died and, and quite a few different things and uh, things that really changed my perspective. But, I mean, of course. It, it just, just wake up and think of something pleasant or send a text to somebody you care about and just say something positive. You know, just something to start your day off on, on a good footing, you know? I, I well, think too many absolutely. people don't, don't do that, and, and they, well, they and just start the day off negative. And that, that's, yep. that's not a good way to start the day. No, and to your point, I mean, and, and it becomes a habit, right? When you, yes. when you go to bed thinking about stressful things and you wake up, you're going to start thinking about stressful things because that's where your brain yes. is. And each day, then you go out through your day, and that's all you're thinking about, and that's what's showing up for you. Yeah, and what I love that you touched on is gratitude. Like, so what you said was I wake up every day, and I'm grateful to be alive. And so, yeah. again, for our listeners out there, if you want to wake up and it's not even just something to be grateful for, think about a hundred different things you're grateful for. I have yeah. developed a, a habit to where I wake up in the morning and when I, before I even realize I'm conscious, I, I'm already creating gratitude. And I'm, I created this habit by when I, before this became such an automatic habit for my brain, I would wake up and I would just start with, I'm grateful for my pillow. I'm grateful for my blanket. <laughs> I'm grateful for my wife. 
I'm grateful. And then I literally move out. I'm grateful for my bedroom. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my car. And I picture the things in the driveway. I'm grateful for my property. I'm grateful for the sun. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you're just yes. starting to realize all the abundance that is surrounding you. I'm grateful right. for the food in my refrigerator. I'm grateful for my family. All these different things. And you start to, and it's like oh, such a pleasant way to wake up and realize all that you have before you've even yes. opened your eyes. Yes. And when you start to create that, that habit, you, then you, you do start your day on purpose. And you do start your day with a, from a place of love and gratitude. And from there, you start to create more intentions that will serve you as well. Yep. Well, and, and my, my kitty cat comes in, and he comes in, and he pounces on the bed, and he comes up and taps my cheek in the morning. And, yeah, I mean, what better way to start the day? <laughs> you know? yeah, just a little bit of extra love. Exactly. A l- little too much claw, but, you know, it, it's just love taps. <laughs> yeah. right, baby steps. Baby steps. Give me exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not, I know he loves me. That's the important part. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's, you know, animals showing love. And they clearly do. I mean, obviously, exactly. the, most the most important it's of their like, life. She's awake. She's awake. We can play. <laughs> so, <laughs> and feed me, perhaps, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, always. Yeah. Okay, now, people toss out this phrase, living on purpose. How yeah. do you define living on purpose for people that have heard it but don't really understand what it is? Absolutely. That's a great question. So it's going to be different for everybody. Okay. In fact, I had a great conversation with somebody recently. Sometimes people, so let me dial it back. It's like, what is purpose? Um, You know, purpose is intention. So who do I want to be? So for me, living on purpose is deciding who I want to be in every aspect of my life. And this doesn't mean you have to decide in one moment. Make time. Make time to literally write down what you want your ideal life to look like. Know where you are right now. Your past does not have to equal your future. Recognize that you are exactly who you should be for every single, life of the, every, every single moment of life you've lived up until this moment. Take all that information and decide what you'd like to change about it. Decide who you'd like to actually be in every aspect of your life. And it might take you five minutes. It might take you four hours. Write it down, right? Now you have a clear understanding. Because a lot of time people know who they want to be or think that they know what they want their life to look like, but they haven't really taken the time to write down the details. So it's, it's like a North Star, right? This is what I call a North Star document. So you know where you're headed. And at any given point, if you have questions about a way to go in your life, a, a path to take, a career choice, a relationship choice, or whatever, if those decisions don't align with your North Star, you know that it's, it's not necessarily the direction you want to go. So purposeful living, and there's a, a second part to this as well, but for me, purposeful living is knowing who you want to be so that you can purposely get there. To go back to our analogy of waking up in the morning, as silly as it sounds, like, hey, if I just need to go, I know that I need to go to the kitchen and feed the cat, like that is, my, I'm, I'm doing that on purpose. I'm getting out of bed on purpose to go do that. And right. This is a longer game and more of an, an eternal game in that space, but the purpose of my life, the purpose of my existence, going back to gravity, oxygen, sunlight, I know that I'm here today. What is my purpose? If you don't know what your whole purpose is for life, that's okay and that's great. And then many people in so much space, what is my purpose for today then? Right. And by the way, you can write that down as well. And when you, if you do something every day and you recognize, what is my purpose for today? What is my purpose for today? What is my purpose for today? You'll start to recognize themes that will show up. And when you start to actually track it over a, a one, two, three-week period, you're going to recognize a theme of my purpose for the now. Right. And then living in a way that brings that to life, that is what living in a purpose. 
Now, I also like to tie in, while you're doing all of that, be the light that you want to see in the world. Right? So you're not only the purpose for yourself, but your purpose for others, your purpose for life itself. I used to think that we were, as human beings, a, a bit of a, like a cancer to the planet. Right? We can see we are, we're multiplying, we're growing, we're spreading out, we're doing uh, you know, certainly environmental damage in certain areas. And I've recently come to think the, the, it's time for a, an awareness shift where we're actually the immune system. We just need to start acting like we need to be an activated immune system. And as something that is spreading out and growing and taking over the earth, we need to treat it and heal it and make it the best versions of ourselves. And so we do that by being the best versions of ourselves so that we empower others to do the same. And for me, that is the ultimate living on purpose. Decide what you want to do, write it down, remind yourself of it every single day, take action on it every single day, and then be the light that you want to see in the world at the same time. Interesting. I like that. Well, and, and you... I, I like the idea about even even if you don't know the purpose that you want, look for patterns and themes in what you're doing, and you'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, the challenge is people think often, well, I don't know what my life's purpose is. It seems too daunting, so I'm just going to not come up with anything. Right. right. It's so yeah. big. It's like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right, as they say, <laughs> very slowly. So sometimes if, if, the, if it feels too daunting, hey, my purpose is so huge, it could be anything, uh, two points actually, one, and I already touched on it, but take it one day at a time, but then B, it doesn't have to be the same thing for the rest of your life. I am right. definitely not the same person I was a year ago, and I'm way different than I was 10 years ago and 20 years ago, Right. So we're, right. we're in these different seasons of life. We're in these different chapters based on experience, based on wisdom, based on life. And so your purpose can change. That's okay. But in my opinion, to really enjoy and take advantage of this gift called life, we, it's important to have some sort of a purpose in each day. You know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting timing because I just, I just got something else. And it was, it was trying to help people figure out um, if they want to start a business. And it was looking yeah. to try to figure out uh, if oh if you want to create a digital product that's what it was to sell and trying to figure out um, what the product should be and creating a course around it and trying yeah. to figure out what your niche is and what you should create it around and it's actually doing the same thing we're just talking about as far as figuring out your purpose you know and figuring out what your interests and hobbies are, what kind of things you read, what you study. If people ask you for things, what kind of advice you're likely to give them. Um, if you were going to give a talk, what it would be about. Um, if there's problems, what t kind of things you um, can solve. If there was a problem and you were going to give a solution, what it would be. So it's, it's the same sort of thing we're talking about. And that's what this, this yeah. little worksheet is having you do. So basically you're, yeah. you're honing in on what your interests are and what your strengths are for the same. So that's, that's just too funny. I got that right before we started talking. <laughs> yeah, no, no such thing as coincidence. And here, that's the yep. other piece to that, Nikki, and this is, this is really important for people to understand that the more we start thinking about who we want to be and the more yeah. we start thinking about uh, and creating gratitude for that opportunity and the ability to actually create that outcome, the more things will pop into our life and the more quote-unquote coincidences will show up and the more synergies. Yeah. The challenge is, is that majority, and we touched on this earlier, the majority of us spend a lot of time looking at the past. And so that's what we're thinking about all the time. And like we wake up cranky or we're thinking about things to complain about, we're looking at yesterday. We're looking at the day before. We're looking at last week. 
and we're looking at things that didn't serve us. And guess what? We're going to get more of that, and we're going to get more opportunities to experience that because that's what we're thinking about with passion, right, unfortunately. So when you shift your way of thinking, there is a, um, there's a guy out there named Dr. Joe Dispenza. So I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but I um, highly, highly recommend just YouTube. Look him up on YouTube, and he's got a bunch of books out there. One is called You're the Placebo. There's another one called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and then a more recent one called Becoming Supernatural. And he really dives into the science of attaching emotion to um, intention and what actually happens in your brain and in your body when you think positive thoughts or when you create gratitude or when you create compassion compared to when you're thinking of anger or frustration or stress, um, what actually physically goes on in your body. And so really, really powerful stuff. And, and it can definitely, it just, I mean, it's been scientifically proven just that your thoughts will have an effect on, on your whole way of being. Well, you know, you look, not getting stuck in the past is such a big deal, you know, because yeah. uh, so it just seems to be, it, it seems so easy sometimes for people to get stuck and, and they're always talking about what, what happened before, you know, or, or who did this to them and that kind of thing. And, and if you can just start, start looking forward you know, and and to what's going to happen next and, and getting getting yourself into the next chapter of what's going to happen, you know, the, the, you know, the quite literally turning the page and going forward yeah. and, and being literally open to new experiences, you know, looking for new opportunities, you know, open to, to new chances and new new possibilities and this kind of thing um it it can be the most important thing now now the challenge yeah. is that people will look at that even people who are just starting off and saying yes i want to have a different life but they still are using all the information from the past to create this different life and so they're right. going to get a life that is very similar and based on the past and so it's really important to separate yourself from the past and say not only am i thinking more about the future but I want to think about a future that has a whole new life and literally has nothing to do with the past. And when you right. do that, you start to open yourself up to more possibility. And again, mm -hmm. it really is that difference going back to the beginning of our conversation, judgment versus curiosity. If you're constantly judging the past as good or bad and that's all you're thinking about, then that's all you're going to get. But when yeah. you're not even, you're just being curious as to what the, the future could possibly un, you know, have for me, that's when you open it up to opportunity and to enjoying, enjoying life. But you know, to your point... And it can boil down to judgment is ne nearly as much fun as curiosity. Curiosity is just so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. Because th there's so much more opportunity. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, my gracious. And, and the other thing about looking at the past, I mean, that is a physical habit. Your brain, you know, when, like yeah. we said, we wake up in the morning, you're thinking about the same things you thought about yesterday and the day before and the day before that. It's because you've been doing this for 30 years or 40 years or whatever it may be. Yeah. So your brain, you know, has neurons that are firing and they're, they're, they're used to their paths that they, they're just used to going on. And so immediately that's what they do. And when you try to change that immediately, it becomes difficult. It becomes uncomfortable. So people quickly go back to their old way of being. So it's not that it's easy um, no, it's to make the change, but it is important if you really want to make a change. You, to, I love what you said, you know, turn the page, start a new chapter and be curious as to what that chapter could, could have in it. 
instead of just assuming mm-hmm. that it's going to have all the same stuff that it had before. You, know, you, you yeah. said people love to talk about their past. They've created an identity and a story based on this whole past that they want yeah. to tell over and over and over again. This happened yeah. to me. This happened to me. This happened to me. This happened to me. Well, that's what they're always thinking about, and they're always yeah. telling people about. And so not only is it on their mind all the time, but then they bring it into conversations with other people, and then it becomes part of the conversation. And so now it's yeah. back in their mind, and they're reflecting it back to them. So what if you were never talking about the past but only talking about the future? What would your life look like? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one, one big thing, too, that's guaranteed is you can't change the past, but you can change the future. Because yeah. it hasn't started, it hadn't happened yet. So the future is wide open. The future, exactly. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. And here's the other piece. One of my huge lessons in life is if you start to realize, and you know, a lot of the time in this space, if you can't change the past, people in that space come from a place that life is life happened to me. This is happening yes. to me. Yes. All these experiences happened to me, and I had no choice in it. I'm stuck here, and now I'm this because that happened to me. Yeah. Well, that is judging it. This is judging it has happened to me. But if you change it to happened for me, and you get mm-hmm. curious as to why that would have even possibly happened, even terrible things, and I'm not belittling anybody's traumatic experience. I've had several, uh, if not many, myself. And I, you know, at the time, they didn't feel like they were happening to me at all. I'm sorry, they didn't feel like they were happening for me at all. But when I learned this lesson, I was able to then take a step back and be like, wow, I am really uncomfortable, really unhappy, stressed, overwhelmed, or whatever. How could this have possibly happened for me? And I genuinely am curious. I'm not asking it facetiously. Oh, yeah, how did this happen for me? But I'm, okay, so if if this did, if I was reading a story or looking in hindsight and I were to say, how could this have possibly happened for the character? How could it possibly happen for me? And looking for the answer, then your right brain, your curiosity starts asking and starts looking for that. And that's how you create a win scenario, by looking for how this could serve you or your purpose or your future. Or, well, real quick, I'll just say the future or of others as well. Well, and if you feel that, that the past happened to you and was controlled by other people, then it's time for you to take control and create your future. 100%. And you, know. and you do that by recognizing that it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. You just didn't do anything with it. <laughs> well, I, I got sick and tired of other people trying to tell me what to do all the time and making me miserable. And it's like, you know what? Enough yeah. of this is enough. I, I just know. Right. I'm, I'm not giving them the power anymore. And, and you know, I, I actually, I, the, last, the last word somebody said to me in, in a messenger on Facebook, and I said, I said, honestly, None of you and no one in that organization has any control over me anymore. Yeah. None. And he has not said another word to me since then. <laughs> I said, well, I'm just, and the I'm, other piece, I'm done with it. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, we are also the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Yeah. So what types of conversations are we having? Who are you spending your time with? Um, yeah. Who are you learning from? Are you having conversations about your future more often? Or are you sitting there stuck with the same old patterns, having conversations about the past? Are you surrounding yourself with other people who are constantly complaining or are negative or are, you know, again, not necessarily looking to create but are, are looking to cope? Yeah. And, you know, if, if you – and that, well, by the way, also when I say the people you surround yourself most with, that may be people you don't ever physically meet in person. 
It may be somebody who you find online. It may be somebody who you, you seek out on YouTube. It may be someone like Gary Vaynerchuk or somebody like Tony Robbins or, again, Dr. Joe Dispenza or whoever it is that lights you up. Spend time yeah. with those people. And if you're watching shows, if you're binge-watching something on Netflix that isn't serving your purpose, maybe dial it back a little bit and choose an hour of that time to be spent watching something that does serve your purpose or it does bring love and light into your world or does bring joy or thought-provoking uh, conversations into your life. I mean, there's so much opportunity now more than ever in the history of the world for you to absorb information from any area that you want in life. And so yeah, surround yourself you, energetically with people that will serve your purpose and the, and the purpose of others. Yeah, it's, it's whatever you surround yourself with. You know, and yeah. I... Yeah. So... And and it can be it can be something completely mindless that serves absolutely no purpose, or it can be something that does help you. One of the two. Yeah. And that's so, it. So hey, this is a gift. This moment right now is a gift. What am I? How am I utilizing it? What am I doing with it? Well, and even even in the middle of all of this COVID craziness, you know, there's totally. there's a lot of craziness going on right now, but that doesn't mean that has to absorb. Every every minute of our existence, I mean, there there's a whole lot of awesome stuff going on, even with all of that going on out there. You know, 100%. There, there just is. I, I, I listen, and I don't want to say this to sound like a jerk, but I've had an amazing year. I've had because I haven't been able to go out, and so I've been more. I've had more time to focus on my family. I've had more time to focus on who I want to be. I've had more time to work on my business. I've spent more time creating and connecting with people, getting on podcasts, meeting new friends, um, learning, spending more time in my message, reading, uh, listening to other books. It's really been an amazing year. And when, when you say, um, and when I say everything happens for you, yes, even a global pandemic can happen for you. Yeah. I, I've, I know a guy who uh, was divorced. He was, was amicable with his wife, but he couldn't, his industry wasn't, um, prevalent where she had decided that she wanted to live with their daughters and their daughters were teenagers. And so he would drive about four hours every weekend to spend time with them, but it really wasn't an optimal situation. And due to COVID, whenever he would drive, and again, they were amicable, so he would drive up there to spend time with his, with, uh, his ex and their kids. And, and there was a room in the house and he was able to stay there. He would stay down in the basement and just spend time with the kids on the weekend because it was easier. He would help them out around the house or whatever. But once COVID came, she was in uh, the reserves and she was a nurse. And so she got called to the front lines. And he got oh, to spend time. He was, they decided that he would stay at the house. I mean, he was paying for it anyway. But they decided that he would stay at the house. And he got to spend three months with his girls. And he hadn't done that in years. Oh, man. And so in some capacity, while it was – and by the way, I'm not – to your point, terrible things have happened. That people have lost loved ones. There's been people very sick. And I'm not saying, oh, this COVID thing has been amazing and such a wonderful gift to the world. I'm just saying yeah. that everybody's unique experience – that um, you can find something good in almost any scenario if you decide that you want to. Right. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think, um, and if you spend all your time watching the news, all you're going to hear is what's terrible. And if you right. spend all your time mm -hmm. on social media, depending on who you're connected with, all you're going to hear is what's terrible. But if you make the time to go out and find things that are wonderful and to choose thoughts to serve your purpose, that's what you're going to start seeing a, a lot more of. Yeah, very true. Very true. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm ready for the rest of the world to do that so that we can start sharing and we can start seeing and we can start feeling love as a, as a world again. 
Well, and I mean, even even with everything going on out there, this is a perfect time for people to reassess and to start yeah. appreciating what they have and to appreciate their families, to appreciate the people they have that they do care about. And I mean, <clears throat> it, it's just a time to start taking stock in things, you know, and to realize that, I don't know, I, I just think it's time for people to, to kind of reassess things. I just do. That's I what I thought when this whole thing first started. Perfect and, opportunity. And the, the longer it's drug on, the, the less people are doing that. That's like when when we first were, were kind of not all quarantined at home, and I still don't think quarantine is the right word for it, because, like, the people that weren't sick were made to stay home. But, you know, when we first were back out on the roads, it was it was so peaceful out on the roads, right? And then yeah. I was out yesterday because I had a doctor's appointment and, and the last couple of days, and, and, like, people are, like, like zooming in out of traffic and cutting you off and almost running you off the road. And, and just the, the attitude with drivers is just horrendous the last few days. And I'm like, okay, the first, the first few days, a couple months ago when you were on the road, it was so peaceful and, and people had a nice attitude when you ran into them, you know, and that kind of thing. And then the last few days, it's just, uh, it's, it's just hell on the roads kind of thing, you know. So it just, I mean, the, the attitude with drivers in, in the last, like, 45 days or so is just horrendous. Yeah. Well, it's because there's so much anger being pushed out there. They're listening to things all day of everybody being angry and mean and hating each other. (laughs) Politically or otherwise, right? There's just so much divide. The longer longer this drags on, the worse it's getting. You know. So what do you you think we do about that, Nikki? What's your opinion? Um... I try not to get it political on the show, so I'll just keep my thoughts to myself. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, so from a non-political standpoint, but what do, you, what do you think we do that as individuals, like as human beings? How, what, what do you think that we could do to connect with uh, and change the way that, that society is showing up? Um, stop listening to the media, because the media, media is, is hyping things in a way to divide people really yeah. badly there's yeah, way too much stuff out there that's being spun to make it a whole lot worse um there's a whole lot of false information being put out there there's a lot of truth that's not being circulated um it, it just the the way it's being put out is being done totally to divide people and to to cause a whole lot more problems. Yeah, I and agree. I, I lo- love it. I could, I could not agree more. I think it's funny. You know, we've been kind of um, programmed, and this goes back a hundred years. We've been programmed, you know, through concepts of Darwin to believe that that like life is a competition, and that it's survival of the fittest. And that may be true in nature, right? With animals who are just out there doing their own survival thing, but it's really not the true with with humans. It is not survival of the fittest. It's not competition. It's actually our nature is empowerment. And I think if everybody stepped into the concept instead of, hey, I need to be better than you uh, in order for me to survive, we really our only competition becomes ourself. And it's not even competition. It's just I want to be the best version of myself, and that's it, so that right. I can empower you to do the same. And if you yeah. can be the best version of yourself, 
and I can be the best version of myself, and we stop judging anybody for being anybody that they shouldn't be or shouldn't be, and instead just empower them to be the best version of themselves, whatever that means, by doing it ourselves, I think that is what's going to change the world. And I think yeah. that if people can start stepping into love and gratitude and compassion and sharing and, and just helping others uh, to live on purpose, like that is when it, that's when things will, will really start to change. Yeah. We're, we're at a pretty important point right now in, in human history where, you know, there's information like that I'm just sharing that is out there and accessible. I think it's just important for more people to want to look at that and to feel that than they are wanting to be overwhelmed by the news media and the, the, the things, like you said, all the different uh, agendas that are kind of being pushed on all sides, right? Everybody's got an agenda. So if the only agenda no. was, was, was love and human nature and, and servitude and creating and gratitude and compassion – um, I don't think there'd be any challenges. Yeah. Wouldn't that be pleasant? Yeah. And, you know, it's a long game, right? It's not going to happen in our lifetime, but it's certainly by creating a foundation and setting an example. At least now we have the ability to create videos, to create conversations like this one that people can hear and keep on record for as long as possible, right? As long as our technology is valid um, to where we can ideally have an impact on future generations and they will start to do the same. Yep. Yep. Well, we try. <laughs> yeah. We certainly try. You know, one of the most important things that I learned in my coaching training, and I try to share with the audience, and I want to see what you think, is that, um, well, part of, part of coaching was that I have to not be judgmental with clients and with other people. And yeah. that resonated really, really strongly with me when I realized that if I could, wasn't to be judgmental with other people, I needed to stop judging me because I was really bad about that. I was, I was yeah. raised in a very judgmental atmosphere. Um, and so I automatically started judging myself because, I mean, hell, everybody else did. You know? Of course. Yeah, you know, so I was I was very judgmental with myself about everything pretty much. And then when when it dawned on me that that I needed to stop judging myself about everything, it was one of the most freeing days of my life. And I'm I'm not the only person that does that by far. So I've sure. I've tried to convey to the listeners that I I have a feeling a good number of them probably judge themselves in various ways. What, what do you think sure. about that? I what think it's huge. Would, would you give them? Absolutely. I'll just, and I said it a little bit already, but I could not agree more. Uh, going back to that should versus could. Like how often do you find yourself saying should? I should do this. I should have done that. I should, you know, that is judgment, and it's not serving you, and it's not helping you to be better. Right. So when you, and again, going back to, if anybody out there, typically when we're judging ourselves, it's in comparison to others, right? So we're saying, right. I'm not good enough compared to what I see as an ideal human being, whatever the heck that might be. Right? We right. see people on Instagram. We see people who are quote-unquote successful. We see people um, you know, accepting an award on television as an actor or something like that. We see all these different people at these different heights who are always showing their best selves right? or a, a picture of the, their best selves. But what right. we don't see is, are the days when they were stressed out, the days when they were considering suicide, the days when they were really depressed or sad, or the days when they were fighting or judging themselves as well. So 
to your listeners out there, you are exactly as you should be based on every single second of life that you've lived up until this moment. And if anybody else out there was born to your parents and lived every single second of life that you lived up until this moment, they would be the exact same person that you are. But the great news is, is that you are completely unique. You are a unique form of consciousness experiencing itself through life. What do you want to do with it? Stop comparing yourself to others because you don't know, as we touched on earlier, you don't know their full story. And it wouldn't make any sense for you to be anything like them because you're not them. You are you. So you know what your strengths are. You know what your gifts are. We all, you know, there's certainly humility, right? It's nice to be humble. And it's not, I'm not saying people should go around and be braggadocious and cocky and say I'm the best in the whole world at everything. Uh, but I am saying that we, we know what we're good at. We know what we like to do. We know what we, what we, when we're going into flow. So recognize what those things are. Create gratitude for them. Be thankful that you're this this body that you have and this mind that you have has these particular gifts and step into them and start thinking about more of who you want to be instead of comparing yourself to others and and thinking about what you're not. Instead of saying what I should or shouldn't have done in my life, think about what can I do from here? Who do I want to be now? And is my thought, this thought which in this example is judgment, is this serving who I want to be? And if the answer is no, which is going to be typical, especially in someone who is feeling judgmental of themselves or others, but if the answer is no, this is not serving me or my purpose, what thought may? What would be a thought right now? Again, going back to curiosity, right? We just shifted from, from judgment to curiosity. I was judging myself, and now instead I'm shifting my energy completely to curiosity. What is a thought that could serve my purpose? What is a thought that could bring more of who I want to be into my life? Uh, and when you start, and, that, and the answer may be, it's going to be different for everybody else. It may be, well, the thought is that I do love my family, that I do love my home. I do love an experience that I had last week. I do love, you know, whatever it is. What brings you purpose? The thought may just be that I do know what my gift is, and I have the opportunity to spend more time sharing it. Um, if you're judging yourself, first of all, I just want to say that I'm, I'm by no means am I judging you for being judgmental of yourself or others. 99.9% of humans are in some capacity. It's, it's part of human nature, but it doesn't have to be that way. And when you recognize that it is a thing that you can change, again, in my opinion, if you want to be different, you, it's, it's your responsibility to step into it and to, to make some changes. Again, I know I already said his name, but it really guy changed my life. I would definitely start off with a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by, by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Exactly. So do you want to tell the audience how they can find out more about you? Yeah, happily. And thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, so first of all, my name is Ryan Stanley. That's R-Y-A-N-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y. And so you can find me at ryanstanley.com. Uh, you can also purchase my book there. If you go to the menu on ryanstanley.com, one of the options is Be Patient, Be Present, Be Joyful. If you just click on that, uh, you can buy a book there. If you buy it online from that site, you'll get a signed copy from me uh, with a little note to you. But also, depending on my availability, will come with a uh, complimentary coaching session. So that's A. But B, if you want to buy the book, if, you're already, uh, if you spend more time on Amazon, obviously it's on there. You can go check it out. Um, we've got lots of – I've got – five-star ratings, unanimous five-star ratings. So check it out on Amazon if you'd like. It's on Barnes & Nobles, wherever books are sold. Um, and really, if, so if, and if you're on social media, I am at, I mean, you, 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 if you go to ryanstand.com, my social buttons are all there. But I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and I'd love to connect with anybody there. Sounds very good. Well, thank you for joining me today. Nikki, it's really been my pleasure. It's been uh, an awesome conversation. Thank you for being a big part of it and allowing me to, to share some time and space with you.
Well, I only got through half the questions I had, so we'll, we'll just have to do this another time. That sounds perfect. I'm ready whenever you are. <laughs> All righty. Well, listeners, I hope you got some great information, and I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.